Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Ray and Tay Today. Talking sports with friends. Ella, just talk about sports. Here it is, y'all. We're on the air. Sit on the sofa, throw your hands in the air. We're talking sports so you can come on and listen. NFL predictions, what you're missing? Nothing. We got you covered for college football, too. Every fantasy football. Friday, you could get what you need to hear. Mondays and Fridays. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray, tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor. Special edition on a Sunday night with everything going on, including Sunday night football and the baseball playoffs. But we're here to talk about the NFL Week 5 and some college football. Ray, we got to start off with that bad man. Woo! 35-31. They come back from 21-6 down. But I got to ask you a real interesting question. Is Rodgers the winner is Devontae Adams the man, or was it UTEP's finest, Aaron Jones, who gave them a running game rushing for 123, 125 yards? Who would you pick? I think it was all of the above, and we talked about this last show. It's just too hard for the Packers to win these games, and every game requires this yeoman's effort. But what I will say is that establishing a running game will make life easier. Now, winning in Dallas is not easy. But if the Packers learn something, they learn that they can win without Rodgers having an enormous game. He obviously wins the game in the fourth quarter. But without Jordy Nelson having a huge game and with a running game. So this is all around good news for the Packers. Definitely, and really excited for Devontae Adams, Ray, um, to get, you know, not only the game winner, but, you know, two touchdowns, seven receptions coming back from that horrible concussion on Thursday Night Football. So tell us what happened, man, with the, the NFC West battle. I took the Rams, you took the Seahawks. What went down, Ray? Well, it just shows you that that West is just going to be brutal because nobody is really pulling away in that division. So the Rams had a chance with the ball in their hands, and just the clock ran out on them, but they lost 16-10. The Seahawks didn't look great, and I tell you what, I'm worried. If you're a Seahawks fan, you got to be worried. They, you know, the Rams don't have some crazy home field advantage. Um, and, 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 Seahawks want to impose their will, but this Rams defense is really good. And they did this without Todd Gurley, essentially. I mean, he was leading the league in in touchdowns and scoring in every game and really was shut down, 14 for 43. But it just shows you that that NFC West is really up for grabs. I mean, your Arizona Cardinals, they stink. They're not going to really be a factor. I thought they were forgiving. Every game is going to be brutal in that division. And, look, the Rams also had a shot to win. They just couldn't pull it out. So I'm going to move a little bit over to back to the AFC. I'll give props to the Ravens. They took care of the Raiders. We all expected that. But, Ray, my Steelers got a whooping and a spanking. 
Now, yeah, the stats might give Antonio 10 catches over 100 yards, but Big Ben with five interceptions, Ray, and it was an ugly, ugly game. 30 to 9, the defense was just doing tip drills. Ramsey was locking cats up. Uh, Church was running it back. I mean, their defense scored over 30 points in fantasy football, and a gentleman by Leonard Fournette got busy over 180 yards. That was insane. Really impressive. Two touchdowns. I got to tell you, man, we both might have to send the I'm sorry letter to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Doug Marone and Tom Coughlin have really got them looking good. Speaking of looking good. You know what's interesting? That's without their quarterback. It's not like Blake Bortles looks good. No. It's just that the whole team around him looks decent. You're right. Our Steelers defense did not actually pay, play bad in this game. If Fournette didn't have that huge run, you know, I mean, it, it's incredible, right? Really incredible how that went down. Um, tell me what happened, man, with, with the Fly Eagles fly, because they're looking like the class of the NFC East, right? Well, especially with the Cowboys losing, your Iggies are now 4-1, and one. And Carson Wentz throws for four touchdowns, 300 yards. And more important than anything is they just imposed their will from the beginning of the game. The Cardinals, like you say, Fugazi, they're not for real. But the Eagles are. I think offensively they spread it around. LeGarrette got a lot of garbage time running. But they have to figure out who, who their you know who their prime time runner is, whether it's Barner or Clement or blunt or whoever it is but at the end of the day Carson Wentz is getting confident and if this kid Nelson Aguilar who had one of the best catches you'll see all season with oh, yeah. after the catch with the double move but if he turns out to be a player to go along with Alshon Jeffrey and Zach Ertz that's a tough team so Eagles look good and you're right they're ready to they're ready to really take that take the throne from the NFC East from the Cowboys yeah well I'm gonna go to the the game that I I picked correct but I just thought they would galvanize around their leader and their quarterback 27-24 Lions you know they did their best with Stafford being you know limping around the field to come back but Ed Dixon was doing his best Greg Olson imitation and you know Abdul um your boy Amir Abdullah was trying to you know, trying to get stuff going, but him and Theo Riddick, Riddick were locked. The linebackers in the defense for the Panthers were all over the field, and Cameron Jarrell Newton was lighting it up. Played great. They say, said in practice his arm has looked the liveest it's ever looked this week, and you saw it with three touchdowns over 300 yards. Ray, I think Cam Newton, you saw McCaffrey was eating. Guys were playing. The team really looks dangerous, and that's going to be – we'll predict it later, but that perfect – Eagles at Panthers Thursday night football classic four and one matchup. And what about it's Ed be, Dixon? Yeah, I mean, yo, he, he stepped up, and that's what they need without Greg Olson. They really need that. Now, Ray, we got to obviously give props to the Jets for edging out the Browns in that horrible game, but tell everybody what happened in the Meadowlands or in MetLife Stadium between the O and four matchup. If you ever saw, like, when they take down a building 
with dynamite. <laughs> you know, like they put the dynamite everywhere, and then they do, you know, the countdown, three, two, one, poof, and then the building kind of implodes on itself. So that's basically what happened to the Giants. The season's over. They need to think about rebuilding. They need to think about drafting the successor to Eli Manning. And and this is no knock on Eli Manning. This is just this is just the age um, he is. And they need to think about the running game and the offensive line. It's time to rebuild. They're zero and five. They're not going to maybe they can Saquon Barkley from Penn State. Um, maybe if you think he's the truth. If you think he's the truth. But here's the thing. Not only did they lose and look terrible at home to another 0-4 team, they lost their four top receivers. <laughs> it looks like Beckham's done, broke his ankle, done for the season. Shepard is I'm out. I'm saying definitely, but broken ankle, that's got to be eight to ten weeks. You're not coming back, especially on a team that's not making the playoffs, right? What's the point? In yeah. week five, you're out for ten weeks. Let's say you get back week 15, you're not even in game shape and what are you going to play in a meaningless game where some guy's trying to make the roster and he's trying to, you know, put a licking on on OBJ? Anyway, bottom line is Rams got a little – sorry, Chargers got a little, uh, you know, respect. I, I didn't realize that uh, your boy two, 3-0 and against Eli Manning, <laughs> Phillip Rivers. But, uh, yeah, but Giants are in trouble. Giants are in serious trouble. They need to blow this team up and really, you know, it might start with the head coach. It's it's kind of horrible that, you know, you go 10-6 and six one year and then the next year you're 0-5. You start the season 0-5. No, you're right. It's uh, really looking rough. So, obviously, Chiefs and Texans are on now. 3 um, nothing. Chiefs are leading. Looks like it's going to be a close and entertaining game. I saw J.J. Watt got a little banged up and merciless, but I think maybe they both came back. Um, I don't know. This one's going to be interesting. You know, we talked about it on our show the other day. Ray, let's spin it forward to Monday night. Minnesota Vikings, with it's looking like a Sam Bradford, is going to go at the Chicago Bears with a definite go of the rookie first quarterback selected, Mitchell Trubisky. Give me your score. What do you think is going to happen on Monday Night Football? Oh, boy. You know, two quarterbacks who are going to be out of sync and not really going to be in rhythm with their receivers and, you know, in terms of game preparedness. But I got to go with the veteran. I mean, I got to go with Sam Bradford and say that Minnesota, uh, despite the fact that they lost their starting running back too, they get their starting quarterback back. And, you know, the key to me is is really make your first downs. Just keep matriculating the ball down the field. Kyle Rudolph, Stephon Diggs, that's just – which what Sam Bradford, if nothing else, is accurate. And yeah. if he keeps moving the ball down the field, take the air out of the ball, you know, Chicago – I'm sorry, Cleveland – I'm going to say Cleveland looked like – one of those des against the Jets, right? They look like one of those desperate teams, and they were just kept making mistakes. And I just <laughs> hope that and Deshaun Kaiser eventually got pulled. I just hope that doesn't happen to Mitchell Trubisky. I hope that the fact that he sat for four games means that he's still a rookie and he'll still make mistakes. But gosh, was it just painful to see Cleveland do so much and then. And then just collapse in the red zone. So I'm hoping Duke Johnson that if, played great too. 
I'm, I'm hoping that if the Chicago Bears are able to go into the red zone, maybe they put up a better show than than Cleveland did. And the only reason I say that is rookie quarterback, rookie quarterback. So I'm not sure Mitchell Trubisky's ready. Um, he will be, hopefully, by you know in, in a few games. But right now, I got to go with the Vikings. You got a score? Yeah, I'll say 24-17, relatively low scoring. Well, I got to shock you and go with the upset special. Not only did I think this kid sat the right amount of time, he looked great in preseason. He's mobile, but he's accurate as well. And I just think Howard and Cohen, a little bit of Zach Miller, some Kendall Wright, and I think the Bears' defense at home, the crowd's going to be rocking. And I don't think Bradford is pain-free. And I don't think he's really, really ready. And Fox is going to be blitzing and hitting him. And I think the Bears are ready for the upset. I think maybe they get a defensive touchdown or a turnover. I think they win 23-21, shock the Vikings, and keep a little glimmer of hope for the future the Chicago Bears and Tariq Cohen and Howard, Jordan Howard, a little bit of a two-headed monster in terms of their versatility against the Minnesota Vikings. Thursday night, Ray, before we get to the college football, we talked about it earlier, Eagles at Panthers. Give me what you got. This is a classic four-on-one matchup, one of the better games of next week. What do you think is going to happen? You know what bothers me about the Panthers? They can't run the ball. So a lot of the pressure goes on Cam Newton. Now, to his defense, if this kid addiction turns out to be (laughs) even a quarter of what he did, and then you give him, obviously, they got those monsters and Funches and Benjamin on the outside, I think they'll be okay. But in the long run, they got to reestablish the running game. Um, I don't think it hurts them against Philly. I think they'll, they'll win a close one at home. I'll say... 26-23, 26-23, but ultimately they have to figure out how to run the ball. Hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Philly, they're in a weird place because they've looked, you know, never bad, but their defense has had some bad moments. But the team itself is looking really good offensively. I also think, though, Carson Wentz is going to have a matchup with Thomas Davis and Luke Keekley. And um, I think they're going to be able to get, get him once for an interception. I think the Panthers are going to win a close game. I think Gano at the end, 24-23, Panthers edge the Eagles. And I think McCaffrey is going to, you know, get you a good touchdown, maybe 40 yards rushing, but six receptions. I don't know if the Eagles That's linebackers cool. are going to be able to stick with him. You know? Next year in fantasy, Christian McCaffrey is going to tear it up. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. But I, he, listen, him and Tariq Cohen, they're still, you know, viable flex or even RB twos every week because they they definitely they're dangerous, man. So speaking of dangerous, I mean, who knew that Iowa State ranked college football? Before we get to that, let's give you the okay. So it's Bama. Clemson, Penn State, Georgia, Washington, University of Washington, five, six, TCU, seven, Wisconsin. They just keep 
playing football. Eight, Washington State, they're for real. Number nine, Ohio State, 10, Auburn. And obviously Miami just put it on Florida State. And who could imagine Florida State would just keep losing, losing Miami to the 11. Ray, give me your thoughts. Obviously, Oklahoma da- drops down to 11. What did you think about their loss? How shocked were you? You know, they were harassing Baker Mayfield afterwards, Iowa State fans. I mean, what did you think about the game, man? Shocked. Absolutely shocked. shocked. I didn't think this could happen in Norman. Now, if this was in Ames, Iowa, maybe. But in Norman, Oklahoma, no way, no how. Were they drinking the night before? You know what if I mean? Were they just partying? Baker Mayfield had a nice game, 24 for 33 for 306 and two Ugh. touchdowns. Between Sermon and Mayfield ran a little too much, right? But for Sermon, Mayfield, and Adams, they ran for 190 yards. So all in all, you would think Oklahoma wins this game, but they didn't. I don't know if they were looking ahead, if they, you know, uh, and they were up, you know. Yeah. They were up at the end of the first or up at the, uh, you know, at halftime, and just a second half collapse at home, and that usually doesn't happen. It might cost them the national championship, but, uh, you know, a chance to, to go to the Final Four, especially TCU. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm I very disappointed. Trouble, right? Very disappointed. Yet, listen, you know, we're week six. Next week is week seven. I think uh, week eight, the rankings, I think, come out, and you, you're already dropping down to 12. Um, look, give Stanford credit. They beat Utah. They jumped in the top 25. But give Michigan State credit, who jumped into the top 25. Look, they just really got physical and took care of Michigan. Um, they were there were some hits in that game, Ray. And you know now they're 21. Michigan drops down all the way to 17. Uh, is this just a bad year you think for Michigan? Or yeah, I think Michigan was a little overrated. Being a top, some people had them in a the top five, six, seven. They're not yeah. that good. They have problems at the quarterback position. Uh, Jim Harbaugh's building a program there. I just don't think this year they're 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 not a top ten team. It's weird. It's almost like he had all this early success, but it was with Brady Hoke's kids. You know what I mean? Like he he was uh you know he was Joe he was Joe Torre, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, he'll be fine though. He'll be fine. I mean, look, every year you got to go up and recruit. <laughs> and, and play against some some pretty tough teams now in the Big Ten, but uh, he'll be fine. Jim Harbaugh will be fine. Yeah. Well, listen. Let's give credit to you know Georgia, Penn State. Do you feel like I mean Georgia doesn't play Bama this year, but I think they can meet them obviously in the SEC championship. By the way, they if still- we have a Georgia Penn State national championship. I might have to pull out, go find an old Herschel Walker jersey, oh. and uh, oh. even though they lost that game, but <laughs> and Shane Conlon, right? Wasn't Shane Conlon the guy? Nah, he was a few years team? later, though. He was, this was oh, like '82. Right. Okay. Yeah, this, this might have somebody. to be. That was that was classic. But her, you're right, Herschel. You know, so look, college football is definitely heating up. Everything's heating up. Enjoy the sports week. Enjoy the rest of the Sunday night football game. We had to come on the air and rock with you real quick, but it was definitely a great NFL Sunday. So we will catch you on Friday and uh, hey, thanks for listening. Have a great sports week. We're out.